Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Why This Film. This is a pre-episode heads up. So this episode was actually recorded at the beginning of 2018. Uh, I make reference to (laughs) resurrecting my podcast as that was the original date it was meant to be back um, before drama school got in the way. Uh, It is with Alex Dobel who has come on before um, and we are recording it over Skype so if it sounds a bit weird that's why. I will give you the IMDb breakdown here as we didn't actually do it in the episode. The last surviving child of the Russian royal family joins two conmen to reunite with her grandmother, the Dowager Empress, while the undead Rasputin seeks her death. Hope you enjoy! You watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? Today I'm joined again by the lovely Alex Doble. Hello, it's me. <laughs> it is indeed. And I uh, made him watch one of my movies. So I'm very excited to see um, if he enjoyed it. Um, so I made him watch the 90s animated musical Anastasia, which is not Disney, which a lot of people think it is. Um, it is, in fact, by Don Bluth, who was an ex-Disney animator, so I see the confusion. I went in thinking this was Disney. I yeah. was utterly convinced and so confused when it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I get it. It Like, he really... he There's a whole history of Don Bluth v. Disney, and Don Bluth's heyday was the 80s, uh, whereas Disney's wasn't. But then, of course, Little Mermaid happened in 89, and Disney came back in full force and this was Don Bluth end of the 90s taking his hat off to Disney and being like okay I'm gonna mimic your sort of style and your plot points and your ideas and your creative sort of whole sort of shebang and it ended up being an incredibly successful movie and like everybody really loves it and it's very well done I I really do enjoy it but it is it is very much Don Bluth being like this is my Disney film at the end of my career. So what what would I know him for? Because you like like you said, I've not seen this movie before, and I think mm-hmm. m- making me watch it is a, a bit of a fib. I was interested <laughs> to see it because I do have memories of the movie being around oh, from my childhood. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, will, would I have seen any of his other movies? Yeah, almost definitely. Um, the Land Before Time. Nope. Um, the Secret of Nim. Nope. Uh, an American Tale. Nope. West. No. Uh, <laughs> um, Thumbelina. Oh yeah, with the singing frogs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's a that winner. One okay. <laughs> so he is, he's got quite a big alumni. Um, Pebble and the Penguin. Uh, Trolled in Central Park. A lot of a lot of shit in there. <laughs> <the> good. <laughs> Um, he tried, bless him. 
he tried a uh, Titan AE. Oh, that yeah. one was pretty good. Yeah, that was one of his. I feel like people didn't like that, but it had a Jamiroquai yeah. song in it, so it was great <laughs> <Therefore>. for me. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I haven't actually seen that one. It's still on my to-watch list, so maybe we could do that. I think I think it's Atlantis in Space, from what I can oh, remember. Oh, nice. That sounds amazing. That sounds I might perfect. be wrong. <laughs> I'll be very disappointed now if it's not that. I <laughs> <laughs> will blame you. Um, so, uh, Anastasia is... It's a musical, and it's based on the completely false story of the fact that the Romanov princess, Anastasia, um, daughter of the Russian Tsar of the time... Um, whilst the rest of her family were assassinated she somehow escaped and um <laughs> i was watching this film with flo and it like the very uh, a very small minor thing happened and flo went well, that's not historically accurate <laughs> it's like flo anastasia is buried in a, a hole with the rest of her family. So already, this film is not living up to history. I think your standards are a little <laughs> skewed on, on what is and is not acceptable right now. Um, so it, it is completely made up. Um, completely made up. Um, Anastasia did die with the rest of them. There's a lovely... Lovely. <laughs> I watched this film with my mum, who's really big on history. Mm. So I got the sort of... Uh, story of what actually happened alongside the fake story from the very first time I watched it. Um, partly because like I was interested and I was asking questions but um, my mum being my mum she was like, so what they did was they lined them all up and shot them but the women wore all of their jewellery underneath um, so the bullets were stopped by the jewellery so they lay on the floor pretending to be be dead but just to make sure uh, all of the guards went round and shot them all in the head. So they're all dead. Oh, lovely. Anastasia. And I was like, thanks, mum. See, anyway, I went in you. knowing... There's a rumour. I, I went in knowing pitifully little about mm -hmm. uh, the Russian Revolution. By pitifully little, I mean I don't even really know what or why the Russian Revolution is. Um, you will not learn it from this movie. And, well, I was really excited <laughs> because I saw and I was like, what a fantastic story. Like the the it's tragic, absolutely tragic. This princess is, or what she archduchess or whatever, is losing her family. But what a magnificent tale of uh, about the human spirit and resilience and wow! And it's romantic and lovely. And then I I did I I checked on Wikipedia afterwards because I was curious because I thought you know what Rasputin was probably not a um like some sort of warlock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I wonder which which parts are true, and yeah, I was <laughs> I was really gutted to hear. I was just like, wow, she was shot in a basement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> None of it is true. Uh, she was shot in a basement. Dimitri, the main love interest, was in fact one of the like revolutionaries who stormed the palace. Um, he was not on Anastasia's side. Mm. Uh, Rasputin was a, a monk that was really close with the royal family. And um, whilst he was a bit of a mystic and everyone thought he was a bit weird, he didn't sell his soul to the devil and start up communism. Um, <laughs> he did take like five attempts to die, though. People kept trying to assassinate him and he wouldn't die. Huh. So that's really fun to read about. Now that you, um, sorry, now that you word it as he wasn't like 
an evil wizard who kickstarted communism. That is such a a Western take. Because I was watching this, and I was in the in the in the beginning. I think it's um maybe after the first song. Oh, it might be before the first song. We basically we're flying above the clouds. And we can mm-hmm. see the top of that. Oh, I'm showing my ignorance here. What's the the, <laughs> the chapel the in St. Petersburg? Yeah. The Russian yeah. onion looking building um, that <laughs> I'm going to be. Colors. Oh, goodness. I. It's not St. Basil. What's it called? I, um, I, don't, I don't. I can't help you. Tell you what, um, you, while I'm talking about this, you can very quickly Google it and we'll just cut <laughs> this part out and no one will know. Um, so we're, we're panning in uh, or tracking in across above the clouds and we can see the tops of this building poking through and there's this triumphant music playing and I'm thinking wow yes look at this glorious nation and in I guess in the back of my mind I'm thinking look at this glorious nation uh, and at the helm is our patriarch is the monarch is the you know the absolute head of the country <laughs> ordained by god um because of course, in the West, we love this idea of there being, you know, some sort of ruler who is there because by because blood they are better than the rest of us. Right, yeah. um, and and communism is evil and bad, even though mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Um, yeah. So, of it's course, that, that <laughs> follows the, the evil man uh, assassinating the royal family. Yes. <clears throat> yes, it's something he literally sells his soul to the Christian devil and he gets this... <laughs> sort of um jar if you will yeah tube, glass tube filled with like 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 scary green versions of the cornish pixies from the chamber of secrets yeah fly around causing havoc but like death havoc instead of just like <laughs> havoc um and so he sends them to help them like break into the palace and kill all of their family but but of course Anastasia escapes through a, a, a hole in the wall thanks to a young Dimitri who's a kitchen boy um with her grandmama and they get on a train and it's actually really sad um it is very sad there's a great little scene where um they're escaping and she's running after the train and no one's helping this kid onto the train but the grandma's on the train and it's all like don't let go it is remarkably tense. That was the first yeah. thing that I really noted. I thought, wow, because in my head I still was thinking it was a Disney film. I was like, this is very <laughs> tense for a Disney film. Yeah. The tone is very dark already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also... Then... Oops, sorry, carry on. No, yeah, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say... Uh, uh, oh, no, you might have to cut this part because <laughs> I just tied my own tongue. Uh, the bat is not a part of this yet, is he? No. The kind of weirdo bat. No, he's, like, around, but he's not there to inject the, like, necessary comic... Oh, is he even even featured? I couldn't even remember when he first appeared as a character. Um... Because now that I think back, I'm like, was he just around when Anastasia comes back? And he just happens to be next to the thing, which just so happens to be in the rafters. He tries to save Rasputin. He, like, exists, I think. But he's not a major feature until later. Because, of course, Rasputin's trying to cling on to um, what's Kirsten Dunst as mm-hmm. a young Anastasia. Um, clinging on to her leg. And then the way the real Rasputin died in real life was eventually he got shot enough in the back and, and fell into an icy 
river and drown. Um, so Rasputin falls into this like falls into the ice basically, and and he does drown. But as a kid, I never got that he died. Like I never got no. that that was him dying because he didn't seem of this earth. So I didn't mm-hmm. think he because then of course the next time we meet him, he's literally in purgatory. Yes, and he's but... like, I can't die because he... I sold my soul. Mm-hmm. But he he's so like animated, and he doesn't mm. look any different until he starts taking off various limbs. Yeah, that, yeah. Because I was, it was my second viewing when he mentions that he's in some sort of limbo, and I was yeah. like, oh, so okay, so now he's in between kind of this world and the next or whatever and mm-hmm. but yeah the first viewing i was just like oh he's living on some sort of sphere <laughs> yeah. under the so under the island. lake <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really bizarre um and not very well laid out for children but um i mean he i don't know what you thought it's christopher lloyd playing rasputin and he's yes. literally like it's this sort of green tinge to his skin this like disgusting lank greasy black hair and it's all very long and he's very frightening and very bony. Um, he literally like takes body parts off because he lives this half life. He's not put together properly, which is inspired, really. It's a great <laughs> idea. Of that he's just falling apart a lot, and like it's very humorous, but it is also very scary. Um, he is really frightening as a villain. Oh, see, he's I no Frodo, thought he was very goofy. He's, he, he, he was kind of too. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? As an adult, you're very much like this is hilarious this is very because he's so like effeminate and he can also be like he's never truly threatening he's always having too much fun to be true yeah and he's there's this one moment where he says um it's before he he sends her dreams that make her sleepwalk Uh, and he mentions (laughs) that he's going to do something kind of truly horrible or i can't remember how he words it but in that moment he's threatening but he's so consistently ineffectual besides that moment everything he does just does not really do much (laughs) so it's it's around it that's frightening like the the train crash that he sets up is scary Mm -hmm. um like the way the bridge explodes the little green creatures are quite frightening when he does send her this sleepwalking dream it's basically her family which is really sad her family is pool and they're like come jump in and obviously in reality she'd be throwing herself into the sea they're like come jump in and then because it sort of breaks the the alexander the the father uh literally turns into like this devil Mm -hmm. creature and is like yes jump the (laughs) fucking family of the russian sars will come and get you it is really horrible because it's out of nowhere and the whole whole thing becomes like engulfed in flame and like really everyone's eyes are glowing and you're suddenly like fucking hell like this is horrible um but yeah you're right Rasputin himself is 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 very goofy he's got a great song oh i was waiting to get to the song that was perhaps the best part of the movie for me yes yeah, I would agree. I mean, all of the songs are wonderful. I will definitely say that about this movie. The songs are great, and it's a reason it's so memorable, and, and why everyone thinks it's Disney. Um, because up until that point, Don Bluth's um, movies didn't really have songs, and if they did, they were kind of shit. Um, <laughs> so this one, these songs are wonderful. You, I mean, Anastasia, this movie, has been made into a Broadway show now. It's on Broadway. Hmm. Um, Rasputin, interestingly, has been replaced 
by like a Russian officer. Oh, okay. So yeah, in kind so of reverence to the the real life. Yeah, the real figure threat, I guess. as opposed to like. But seeing as he's such a good character, it's a shame, and obviously it means that his song isn't in the show. Oh, so... I mean, I, I feel like you could just trade him out. It just hold yeah. just change even if you just changed the name. That would do yeah. the same the same kind of job. But that is a shame, because that is the one song, I, I must confess, to having found many of the other songs kind of forgettable. That's uh, fair. And it, it's straight, I, I felt like, so for several reasons, that this movie, it was almost as though there were like different departments working on different parts of the movie. Because this one oh, song is so like it's so epic and big, yeah. and it feels it's so a classic villain song. Yes, and it's got like these wailing electric guitars in the background, <laughs> and he has this chorus of Beatles, which is just fantastic. <laughs> um, and it that that song feels like uh, something out of I don't know. I, I I I'm trying to think of a musical that I that it feels like it could come straight out of, but it felt like a very different musical to the. Um, forgive me, I don't know the title. It's the the first song that the, just the the people in Moscow are singing. Oh no, Saint Petersburg. Yeah, sorry, the rumor in Saint Petersburg. That's the one, um, and that feels very much like a completely different. Like that could be in yeah. Oliver, you know, whereas the yeah, other one could curious. not. It's interesting. So the songs. You've got at the you've got the opening number after the sort of prologue. The opening number is a rumor in St. Petersburg, and it's a very ensemble piece of all the townsfolk, and you're meeting all these different characters, and none of whom come up again like, apart from. No, uh... no, they're all just like talking. It's to meet Vladimir and Dmitri, mm-hmm. who is voiced by John Cusack, and then this time round, I really noticed it going from like "Hello, I'm John Cusack" to like, and this is my singing voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's not subtle. Um, same with Meg Ryan, <laughs> her singing voice. But yeah, so we we've got this big like sort of street number where all the people are like, consider yourselfing. Yes, place. It's what it is, and they do that again in the sort of second part of the movie. They have another big street number of um, Paris holds the key to your heart, mm. which is sung by Bernadette Peters, who is a Broadway legend and star. So, um, it was she's in wonderful. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, I think, was where I recognized her voice from. Was she in that? Uh, the Disney, yes, no, 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 oh, I'm thinking of Angela Lansbury, who is the Grand Duchess. Were they not both? She, who she, was, Ange- was no, Angela Lansbury the, the teapot? Angela Lansbury, yes, Angela Lansbury was the teapot, but Bernadette Peters, um, she was the original witch in Into the Woods. Annie, get your gun. Um, no, this is all... Annie! I... Annie, the original Annie. This is not part of In My Wheelhouse, <laughs> I'm afraid. Musicals are not... Oh, well, she's she's great. She's in a lot of musicals. So she plays Sophie and she gets to sing this grand number with a lot of references, like Freud slipping on a banana skin. But as a <laughs> yeah. kid, it goes straight over your head. Yeah, I saw a couple of things. There was, I think it was in the, the song um, about learning, effectively learning to be royalty. Yes. Um, and they're, they're doing the family tree and she, they mention her uncle Vanya and I was just like, oh, that's a reference that I get. Yeah. Loved his vodka. Vanya? <laughs> no. That's a great song as well. It's just a really sweet little montage song of, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the Rocky montage of the movie. Um, which 
Yeah, which I'll get into a bit later, but it, it, it highlighted something a bit strange plot-wise in that she's very willing to learn to pretend to be royalty, and then later <laughs> on, she overhears that she was pretending to be royalty and she's really pissy, and you're like, but you knew you were pretending, right? Yeah. That's why you agreed to have all those lessons. <laughs> what? Um... So that doesn't make any sense. But you've also got Journey to the Past is the big one that everybody knows. It's the, like, um, I Wish song, which is a, it's a really nice song. It's the credits song. Um, and then Once Upon a December is the one everyone knows as well. The, mm-hmm. In the ballroom where all the portraits come to life. Yeah. Which is really, really pretty. Um, God, yeah, does, does Dimitri have another song? I feel... No, I was just thinking that Dimitri doesn't, but Vlad does. He has that really sweet, in replacement of a Dimitri song, I reckon. They oh, when they're dancing. Do that one. Yeah, the Kelsey Grammer gets to sing. Yeah. Um, that sweet song. Although that, I got real mixed messages from that, because at the beginning <laughs> he's just like, dance with the girl. Clearly, like, you know, with a glint in his eye. Yeah. And then he's singing the song about, I just forgot romance. And then the second yeah. part of the song is, I shouldn't have let them dance. And it's yeah. like, no, you wanted that. That was one of happen. the ingredients. <laughs> Don't pretend like, oh, no, I didn't realize that this intensely romantic situation would cause feelings to happen. Because of course it would. I love how, like, even two seconds ago, the two of them are, like, at each other's throats. Like, they genuinely like can't stand each other and then two seconds later they're dancing and yeah but that i I know it's bad but that was the part of the movie that really like got me that like the romance side because i because it's it's really lovely dimitri was a big crush of mine (laughs) see i thought he was intensely unattractive but i think that in that it kind of gave me hope that maybe one day I could convince some poor girl that maybe she's a princess um, and Excellent. trick her onto an adventure with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's pretty much all the songs. Uh, yeah. So it's nice. It's really cool. Um, Rasputin's death really frightened me as a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like he just dies. No, he like crumbles. He like oozes and melts into goo. And then his skeleton like (laughs) crumbles into dust. Yeah. And then everything's like swept away with the wind. And you're you're there as a kid a bit like, oh God. But um, she gets (laughs) to save the day, which is nice. Mm, yeah, she, yeah, um, because all men are babies, which was yeah. fun. Um, which was really nice, because you don't really, until recently, you didn't really get that in um, Disney movies. Like, regardless, the, you know, Belle doesn't really do much at the end of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really help anything out. And I, I tell you what else I appreciated in that kind of, in the, the final battle. So I'm doing air mm-hmm. quotes on the radio. <laughs> um, but... Is that he? It's not like chivalrous. It's not like the two duel it out. It's you know. It's not like Prince Charming has a sword and he's slaying yeah. a dragon. He just straight up runs and sucker punches Rasputin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's really great. And then Rasputin doesn't waste any time, like literally throwing him into the river. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you think they normally like play it up and you know take yeah, their time, but he's just like, it. I'm gonna. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to throw you in the river. How's about that? <laughs> yeah. And then he just does it. And it's like, wow, that was efficient. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's got a plan and he's getting shit done. Um, <laughs> which is really great. And then, yeah, so of course, I mean, that's a wonderfully dramatic moment where she gets hold of the like mason jar of demons and she's all like, <laughs> this is for my family and starts like crushing it and crunching it. It's really, really cool. Um, Bartok, Hank Azaria is here as Bartok the Bat, which um, is often a very memorable character for a lot of people. I don't know um, why. What do you think? Of, did you not like him? Oh, I mean, I liked him. He was he was funny. He was charming. The problem was he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. No, he's clearly there as comic relief, but the sort of dry wit of Anya and Dimitri's relationship is sort of funny enough in itself, and the goofy character of Rasputin is funny. But I mean, Bartok has so many good lines. You can see why you know they kept him in. I think Hank Azaria mm-hmm. probably improvised a lot. But, yeah. Um, just based on my, uh, un- not my understanding, based on the perception I've had of the film uh, over the last, when did it come out? 20 years ago? Um, oh, God. So, over the last 20 years. <laughs> um, seeing, th- like, the bat is such, uh, sorry, Bartok is such a, uh, like, noted character. He appears on all the promotional stuff, I feel like. Yeah. He seems to be, like, if you, if you, you know, see anything about Anastasia, there seems to be something about him. So I assumed uh, going into it, I thought, oh, he's like the animal companion, probably to Anastasia. Oh, I see. No, that's the mute dog. <laughs> Who also does nothing apart from runs into a maze <laughs> once. Yeah, he's a bit. Yeah, he's a funny one, isn't he? He just sort of gets in the way. It's cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the sort of sign at the beginning to send her to St. Petersburg and then obviously the, the reason at the end that she gets to fight Rasputin. So in that way he sort of makes his makes a point of existing, but mm. otherwise, yeah. Yep, he's just there to make cuddly toys out of. <laughs> it was kind of fun and, and very panto, actually, at the beginning where she's like, send me a sign, and then the dog yeah. pops up out of the snow and grabs her scarf, and she's like, no, I don't have time for this! <laughs> It's one of those, like, who's behind you kind of fun. I'm waiting for a sign. Yeah. (laughs) I think Flo even, like, shouted at the screen. She was like, you asked for a sign, bitch. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, please see it. Don't don't go to, wherever you're going to work, the fishmonger or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the bat is funny. Um, The voice acting... In general, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Meg Ryan, but she really does a great job as Anastasia. She makes her really likable. She does, um, but she also, it felt weirdly, I felt like her character felt anachronistic, just because she felt like some yeah. modern American girl. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah, she was so in true. this situation that was a, de- a decade, a century ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. And perhaps that's another reason why people really are on board with it, because it, it does it does have a very contemporary feel mm. to it, even though it's set in, like, ancient Russia. <laughs> like, I'm not sure ancient's um... a fair word for it. <laughs> Ye olde Russia. There we go. Revolutionary Russia. Um, yeah, it does have this sort of feel to it that's, that's quite modern. Um, so did you, like... Did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it to people? I 
I did. I did. I don't know. Hmm. Recommend it. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure there will ever be like a night where I'm in with my mates and I think, <laughs> you know what? We should watch Anastasia. <laughs> I'm glad I saw it. And it was, it was, it went quickly, which I think is a, a, often a sign of a, like a yeah, good fun good film. film. Like it never yeah. felt like it was dragging. Um, no, I watched it. Really it well yeah, I watched yeah, it a well couple paced. times and the, the second time just flew by. So I thought, okay, mm. this is good. There's, you know, it's really got a good pace. Um, oh, I don't know. I do, it's worth, it's worth watching. It's worth yeah. watching once. I, I don't know if it's one of my favorites. I've definitely since watched uh, Rasputin's song on YouTube a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like, yes, this is the perfect, like, singing in the shower and feeling like an evil wizard yeah, kind of show tune. Um, it's it's a really great show tune. It, it just, like, builds so well and it's, like, so much fun to sing along to. And mm -hmm. Christopher Lloyd is, like, doing a great job. <laughs> it's... Oh, actually, that I don't know why that reminded me of. I guess it's because I mentioned how that song feels like it's it's out of a different movie. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that made me feel like this this was a bunch of different pieces all sewn together was it, it started at the very beginning. There seemed to be characters who didn't match the animation style of the rest I of know them. What you mean. Like the yeah. woman who runs the orphanage looks straight <laughs> yeah. up sword in the stone. <laughs> And she stood next to Anastasia, who comparatively looks fairly realistic. Like 90s Disney, yeah. Yeah, she it's looks so like true. Madame it's Mim. So true. And yeah. then there's this young woman the, like, who does People in doesn't. Russia look like old animation, old school animation. And then, yeah, all the main characters are sort of... People have taken a lot more time with them and made them a lot more attractive. Made, their, <laughs> made, made them more human. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. You're absolutely right. It's, um, it's that thing where it's like on Scooby-Doo, where they have a wall of doors and the one that they're going to go through is like animated and all the others are like painted <laughs> backdrop. It's like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that. It's, it's funny. And it, and it jumps so many different locations as well. And, and initially I was a bit confused as to where she was. Cause we obviously start in St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg. And then we go to this orphanage, which must be on the like outskirts because she takes a good Ta long time in that song to get from the signposts to St. Petersburg. Um, she does, but also <laughs> it's it's just a it's just a walk away. So it, this yeah. idea of it being like this magical city that's far <laughs> away, kind of far. did not. You'd think, yeah. oh, she because they they show a clip during that song of of some people in like a horse drawn carriage, mm -hmm. and you're, I, I was sat there thinking, oh, she's going to get a ride because it's far yeah. away. And they just, like, we see that clip and then it cuts back to her and that it's never referenced again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's this strange, like, oh, okay, I guess she's just walking to St. Petersburg then. Yeah. Literally, she just walks to St. Petersburg from the, the sticks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, oh, I'll just head up to, I, I live in Dorset, I'm just going to walk to London. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I mean, probably in those days. So the whole the whole plot point that we we forgot to mention is that she obviously doesn't know that she's the princess Anastasia. Mm. And, um, they try and they're trying to get the money. They're trying to dupe the the Grand Duchess out of her money. Ten thousand um, rubles. Rubles by trying to give her a, an Anastasia. Because that I think that was a real thing. Uh, obviously, a woman came forward to claiming that she was Anastasia. 
in real life, but of course, everyone was like, no, you're not, go away. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know much about that aspect of the story, to be honest, the actual Anastasia part of it, I need to do some... Uh, research on that, but it is funny seeing the like. Um, that's a very famous clip in the auditions with uh, Vlad. <laughs> that was good, yeah. <laughs> Grandma, <laughs> it's me, Anastasia. And um, yeah, I must um, say it gave me some really, really gross, uh, unpleasant feelings later on, where where they're reunited, and it made me feel like water wanted to come out of my face, and it was. <laughs> just i don't know what was wrong with me it just caught me off guard um but yeah when they when they find the music box and oh. they're together in the in the bedroom or whatever i was yeah. just it's just like oh it's it's really like it gives me chills whenever like because she comes in and she's like mm. you're a very good actress you do look like her but i am i'm i'm sick of it and then she turns to go and you're all like oh fuck here we go and then i say she goes peppermint she's like for my hands yes I'm on the rug and you're like oh yeah and like she turns back and she sits down again another like random plot point though is that she sees the jewelry box because the the grandmother gives her jewelry box at the very beginning of the movie and she has the necklace which is the key to open it and dimitri obviously has the jewelry box which is how he was going to convince the the duchess that um he had the the real anastasia and um, it falls out of his bag halfway through the movie when they're on the boat. And Anastasia picks it up and someone goes, oh, it's a very nice jewellery box, isn't it? And she goes, jewellery box? Is that what it is? I can't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But then it's never spoken of again. And then half an hour later in the climax, she pulls out the, the music box and she goes, oh, it's my music box. Look, I've got the key to that. And you're like... Why didn't you remember it half an hour ago? You, you literally <laughs> saw it, but you forgot about it. <laughs> it's just really, really strange. It's like, oh, now you remember. Maybe the peppermint kick-started something. In well, mind, yeah, the, the second time, again, it, a lot of this hit for me the second time I watched it through. And it, that was when I, I kind of had that moment of, oh, of course, like, smell is so closely linked to memory. And <laughs> maybe there was something there that kind of triggered this thought because it, it is it's an odd thing to like use as an entry point into oh no i really am her is is yeah. this smell of peppermint because it's not visual it doesn't translate well into film so maybe that was yeah. the intention was to kind of very subtly use it because it, in real life that would be a, a potential trigger for trigger. old memories yeah. um yeah that was fun i i got oh oh yeah but of course before that sorry um uh, Dimitri is trying to uh, convince the the dowager that uh, this Anastasia is the real Anastasia at the mm-hmm. at the ballet, yes. and that was a moment that really really struck me. Oh, there's a there's a pun there when Anastasia <laughs> slaps Dimitri, um, yeah. because because all of a sudden she's scandalized that she's going to pretend to be someone she doesn't know she is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she he's kind of begging her to to listen to him and she turns around and just smacks him and i was really taken aback and then i was really impressed and then i was more taken aback because i was just like wow (laughs) that's really like gutsy for a film where typically it would be like you would not have the girl hitting the man you know yeah i don't think that happens a lot You, you know you 
have the idea of this sassy, slappy lady. <laughs> and of course, we have seen it before in some movies. Um, but yeah, and it's what sets it apart from Disney, and it, it it's what makes her such a good sort of character. Because you'd, you'd believe it as well. She grew up in a fucking orphanage, you know, she's probably a bit mm-hmm. rough now. Um, but then she's also got all of that training from when she was a lot younger that's now been. Yeah, she absolutely wallops him. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she does it earlier on too. I forgot. She yeah, punches him in the face on the train. You. Never mind then. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Which is fun, and I I love that back and forth. I think that's part of the mm-hmm. reason why I really enjoyed their relationship, even though it yes. was kind of, um, you know, to begin with, it's very much like, oh, we dislike each other. Brackets, we're madly in love. Yeah. Um, but it is it just that back and forth is so wonderful because they're very much kind of on equal footing, even though yeah. we know he's gone into this trying to manipulate this girl. Mm-hmm. she absolutely kind of holds her own uh, yeah. Uh, with him. Yeah, it's so enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And obviously we also get to see it through um, sort of Kelsey Grammer's eyes as well, who literally keeps like a shots fired notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where she vastly uh, outperforms him. It's really funny. Um, so yeah, their relationship is so sweet and like, you know they elope. We don't. We don't have a big posh wedding. They're they're wearing their like tattered sort of yeah. outfits from the climax of the the fight, and they're just on a fucking boat. And it like their kiss is really well animated. It's a really. <laughs> I feel out, like you've but... watched that scene maybe too many times. <laughs> it's just it's so sweet with the like the build up to it, and they're like, oh, it's a perfect ending. No, it's a perfect <laughs> beginning. And like then he like lifts her up and swirls around and like yeah it's all like nah, nah, nah. it's just it's really sweet it's really really great it makes oh. me really happy. <laughs> God, people in love. That's so gross. Ugh, <laughs> hate it. Well, you know, we also get to have the dog be all like squeamish about it. So oh yeah, but then of course the the bat also finds himself uh, a lovely lady, <laughs> lovely French lady bat. Bartok gets like clocked out at this point. He he literally says like you're on your own. This can only end in tears and flies away. And we re meet him um, at the end, just dancing to himself on this podium. And this literally, this literal like bright pink bat <laughs> with eyelashes. I mean, how else would you Hello, know that it's a lady? I am a lady bat. Comes down and d- like just makes out with him like doesn't even give him a chance it's just like hello it's really really weird (laughs) because no one needed Bartok to get a girlfriend (laughs) and they did do a sequel with him I don't know if she's in it yeah yes Uh, they did (laughs) although I'm I'm groaning I was I was sat down and um this was an actual forcing me to watch a movie I was sat down and forced to watch uh, The Lion King 1.5 uh, oh, maybe no. a month ago. Well, it was really good. I don't know if you've Is seen that the it. one from Timon and Pumbaa's point of view? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, nice. it's like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead to The Lion oh. King's Hamlet. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. very That's like really self-aware. Cool. It was just kind of fun. Um, so maybe the, the Bartok movie is good. 
And maybe mm. it is, especially if they've still got Hank Azaria on board. Like, I haven't actually seen... Maybe I should watch it. There's <laughs> <Let me> <laughs> a little addition to this one. But um, no, I never actually brought myself around to watching it uh, for fear of it being absolutely terrible, of course. Yeah. Because often, even the animation doesn't... You know, the budget won't be as big and, you know, I don't trust it, to be honest. But um, yeah, he gets himself a little little girlfriend at the end there which is what we all were hoping for i guess yeah i'm surprised i honestly watching it i like he's funny he's absolutely funny there are lots of great little quips especially when he's like how about less of the killing and more of the dancing and just just this very you know he's very strange yeah evil sidekick um and he seems to have zero motivations to do anything (laughs) like he's just there (laughs) <laughs> and and maybe he's he's and, and I guess he's likable because he seems to just put up with Rasputin because he likes him and that's nice. Yeah. Um he's like that friend in the Truman show. Um yeah. only I guess not being paid. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, it, nothing about him made me think this is a character who should be iconic, who should mm-hmm. spawn a spin-off sequel, who yeah. should, you know, be on the posters because he just literally didn't do a lot. It's the equivalent of in Pocahontas, um, you know Ratcliffe, the villain. No, I've already forgotten him. He's clear, oh, <laughs> clearly that <man>. memorable. <laughs> but this thing, there's the big villain, the big scary like villain of Ratcliffe, and then he's got this little sidekick who I don't even know what his name is, but the like really like weedy one that like trims hedges. I it's, He's no. literally the Bartok of that movie. <laughs> Um, and it would be like doing a doing a um, a movie of him. You'd be like, no one is going to watch this. Like he had some funny lines. I guess. But again, he he didn't serve any purpose. Was this around the same time as Mulan? Yeah, Pocahontas was ninety four, ninety five, and Mulan was like ninety seven, ninety eight. So, because uh, I know there's a sequel to Mulan. Was the sequel to Mulan? Yes. Did that have the? Um, it was Eddie Murphy, wasn't it? The uh, yes, yeah, it was Eddie dragon. Murphy, pre-Donkey as the dragon. Um, um, did, was... I don't know if he rejoined for the sequel, that's a good question, because I know that Robin Williams never did another Aladdin. No, um, which is... I, th- I think that makes sense. Like, it, it, yeah. you know, it's not a necessary thing. A lot of these things, I think it's unnecessary sequels that make me anxious. Like, I yeah. hear Mean Girls 2 is awful. Oh, um, God, of course I... It, it like stories that don't need to be told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of Disney suffer with that. There's a Hunchback of Notre Dame too, which is just like hilariously bad. Hang on, what more um, is there to say? I, I guess oh, that's what Quasimodo gets a girlfriend, obviously, because <laughs> that's what was missing from that first movie. Ignore the whole point of the movie and get him a girlfriend. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> right? Maybe I will watch that. That sounds kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Pocahontas 2 sort of made sense because her story did continue. Like, she goes over to London. Mm. Um, so that's that's good. But, um, yeah. <laughs> at least at least it was, like, a weird spin-off sequel as opposed to, like, Anastasia 2, Hera, Anna, Anya and Dimitri's kids. You yeah. Know, like, doing stupid shit. Oh, no. Like... They've, they've executed... 
uh, Anastasia and Dimitri, but luckily their their son got knocked out next to the train. Uh, literally, and... literally, it would be that. Um, so I, I guess it's a blessing in disguise that it's about the bat instead of that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I I must say I I don't know if this is uh, maybe revealing a little too much of the the behind the scenes. But I I did watch Wind in the Willows in the build up to this because I that was uh-huh. one of the films that I brought to the table. There could I don't think we could have picked much that well I mean we could have we could have picked some like Lars von Trier stuff but tonally <laughs> very different. This was a very like comparatively scary film, mm-hmm. um, which I was not expecting. <laughs> coming from like yeah. toad of toad hall and being ready for a nice disney princess movie uh-huh. um, and watching christopher lloyd ooze and yeah hole. and like his skeleton spazzing out as it falls apart yeah. and literally oh it's really frightening and his little limbo place is really scary. He um he puts his fingernail down the like mason jar of demons at one point. <laughs> yeah, and it scrapes it, and it's like ah, Aww. I'm I'm upset. The bo- the Beatles didn't get more screen time. Yeah, they were they were great. They were Whoa. my favorite characters, <laughs> I think, ever yeah. in any movie. <laughs> yeah, they're cute, and like they were really well animated, and they all had their little personalities and stuff. So um, it was really well thought out. Like, obviously, someone whoever got given the job of doing Rasputin came to work and thoroughly enjoyed themselves every day. I think mm-hmm. really poured everything they had into that. Um, yeah, it's solid. I I kind of came in mainly excited to hear uh, hear how you felt about it because this is much yeah. more a film of, uh, of your childhood than it is of mine. Yeah, I... and like I usually am so much more like ridiculously over the top excited, but I am very hungover, so that's <laughs> why I it's a bit more understated because usually I'm like everyone go and see this movie right now, and, so, <laughs> and now and you're just like cinema. everybody sit down and maybe be quiet for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone just just turn the lights off and leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I adore this movie. I think it's wonderful. It's the type of movie that I just stick on in the background a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I listen to the soundtrack like all the time. It's so much fun. It's it's so much fun to sing along to. Um, I think uh, I follow a lot of like sort of cosplayers on Instagram and a lot of them do the dresses from this movie because mm. there are so many to choose from and they're all so beautiful and well designed um there are there are a lot of fun yeah. outfits yeah sign of a good movie when your princess gets to change her dress a lot <laughs> looking at you phantom menace um <laughs> but yeah no i it's oh it's wonderful it's proper childhood as well because a lot of people know it um, which is surprising because most of us were brought up on a diet of Disney and this obviously wasn't Disney. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is why everyone's really confused that it's not <laughs> Disney. And technically, if you want to be like pernickety, now that Disney owned Fox, 20th Century Fox, she is technically under the umbrella of being a Disney princess in the same way that Huh. Have they kind of embraced her into that kind of franchise no, of princesses? Not at all. And they won't because she's not a Disney princess. And I will personally riot if they try and do that because <laughs> <laughs> it's not on. Give Don Bluth his dues, for goodness sake. 
Amazing. So, right. We now move on to the part of the podcast where we have to come up with some drinking game rules. Every time Rasputin has difficulty with a body part, so if something <laughs> falls off, if something like switches round the wrong way, if something like when his oh when his head drops down into his <laughs> that was so good, <laughs> disgusting. Um, so to get through the sort of body horror aspect of that, take a drink. Um, Whenever they say home, it's a big mm. theme, um, and I think they do say that word a lot. Like Anastasia definitely will say that word a lot, and it comes up in a lot of the songs as well. So I think that's a good consistent sort of thing. And going on from what we literally just said, um, whenever Anastasia's outfit changes, and this includes she wears the sort of like blue dress to go to the opera, the, to the ballet. With the like sparkly back and the and the opera gloves, mm-hmm. and then later on she takes the gloves off and has removed the like sparkly bit. That counts as an outfit change. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going all out here. Same as when she puts on her coronation gown and then it gets all tattered up. That's technically a change of outfit. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are some good ones. Um, what have you got? I feel a little bad now because maybe we should be drinking water this time to help your condition. <laughs> um, I scribbled down, but the first two I wrote down didn't really work after the first number. The first thing I wrote down was every time a character uh, appears in a different animation style, but then there weren't, I was like, I'm not drunk enough. This is not, not for me. Um, Same with the second one, which was, I think only in the first number was where there are lines of songs that you expect to rhyme and then they don't. (laughs) But that was just, again, the one number. So not, not nearly drunk enough. So it's, uh, picked out a few uh every time someone uses a russian phrase uh or a it's yes. usually dos vidanya that they vidanya. say um because it, you know that's cool that's kind of badass yeah um but then i was like ah oh, again we need more so bring in bring in the word rubles that counts mm-hmm. uh bring yes. in french phrases because that one song exists Ooh, la, la. exactly um <laughs> can use some of those uh every time i really loved how in the most terrifying moments, like on the train, where they're about to, uh, you know, the engine's about to explode, and then the mm-hmm. bridge explodes, and everything's mm-hmm. exploding. Anastasia's just super cool, and she just says yeah. spunky things like, "This is our stop." Yeah, right. And <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I'd be train. screaming and yeah. <laughs> possibly passing out. Uh, so every time, in the face of certain gory death. Anastasia yeah. just says something super cool and <laughs> spunky. Uh, take a drink. Yeah. Um, also, every time that they tease a kiss, because I know that Ooh, I was in, yeah. like, I was sat just screaming internally, just like, this is adorable! And then something <laughs> would happen. Even at the very end. Um, yeah. I can't remember who they get separated by, but even towards the very end, there's like mm-hmm. a, a faux kiss. Even when they've admitted their feelings. Um, yeah. it's, it's still teased and that was, you know, just to take the edge off it's people, sweet. other people being in love, take a drink. Um, <laughs> and finally just, this was, I don't know if a problem for everybody else, but I could not unhear the voice actors, certain lines. I would just be like drawn right out of the film. They did a really good okay. job, but it felt so, um, I don't know. There was something about it that I thought I, I could hear John Cusack, you know? 
yeah. um, or Kelsey Grammer. It's the trouble when you get really famous people. This is why Disney has a more, and I mean, they started off as they meant to go on, um, as they were meant to go on with Disney, in that um, he didn't want Snow White to work anywhere else. He mm. wanted her to just be. So she, he literally put it in her contract that she wasn't allowed to work again in that industry because um, he wanted I... it to be so unique. I guess it's because a bunch of these people are, are screen actors, primarily. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's yeah. maybe what threw me, because I'm, I'm listening to The Dowager, and I'm just like, that's murder, she wrote. <laughs> um, and... Oh, no. Angela Lansbury is a voice actress to me. She's been in a lot of animation, so that was... But it's so always so clearly Angela Lansbury, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like there were times where she was kind of being a bit Russian, and then other times where she was just yeah. not being she Russian. She was being Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> but she was wonderful. So yeah, okay, maybe that one's just for me. Every time I'm getting drawn out, just take a drink to forget about it. <laughs> That's fair. Those are really good. Um, I think you would get definitely... And of course, there's always, during a musical number, get up and dance... It's a nice excuse to do a bit of a waltz a couple of times, and yeah, it should be good. Um, I watched a lot of animation as a kid, and I tried to rewatch a lot of them as an adult, and a lot of them don't hold up. A lot of them are dire, um, but this one keeps hitting the spot. It's just so enjoyable, and so well put together, and it's, you know, it's a romp. It's a fun evening in. Um, <laughs> it holds up it holds up from my childhood i think that's yeah. fair you can yeah that that counts because you've got some nostalgia in there which kind of adds to the yeah. pleasure and... and nostalgia doesn't always make things okay like fern gully is a piece of trash <laughs> and like even though i watched it a lot as a kid that nostalgia only takes me so far and the movie has to take you the rest mm-hmm. um and it doesn't tim curry does for a bit but then the plot comes back and you're like, oh no, save the rainforests, people. <laughs> Again. Um, so yeah, but Anastasia is just, it's so beautifully animated and they were really proud of themselves because they were doing all that new stuff that you see in Beauty and the Beast uh, where they, they're they starting to use like CGI and they're all yeah. like, oh, look, look at the CGI. <laughs> um, so they're all very excited about that and that's sweet and they used it to the best of their ability at the time and I think the songs are so nice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, on that uh, exciting note. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for watching the movie. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for introducing me to a fun new movie. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was lovely having you again. My pleasure. We watched the film and we talked about it, but now it's time to say goodbye. We'll be back again with another movie that makes you want to ask why. Why? Thank you so much for getting this far on this episode with my terribly unprofessional hangover. I sound absolutely dire. Um, As a treat for making it to the end of the episode, here is a clip of me singing one of the songs from Anastasia. I do love this movie so much. Um, 
Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Why This Film. You can find us on Instagram at Why This Film. We're on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. And you can email into us at Why This Film Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select it here. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash whythisfilmpodcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee. And probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles. But you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies. And I hope you do too.